Hey y'all, Bless Kenya here, back with another episode of Refined in the Fire, Come Out Like Gold. Um, as usual, make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you share it with others, and if you like this content, um, just feel free just to share it and uh, tune in to hear more from the mind of God and the heart of God. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about hope. Hmm. This is a topic that I felt on my heart. And for those who listen to me and follow me, you know that all of my topics are really from the heart of God. I always ask Holy Spirit first, what would you like me to share? So the title of this is, as you may have seen it, Hope Calls. Hmm. Well, what does hope call for? Hope can call for many things in our lives. Well, when I was younger, hope would call for a snow day. <laughs> Because I wanted to stay home. I I would hope that the news reported my school on the TV. And for those who do not know what I'm talking about, there was a time that there were no apps. There was no cell phone even. There was no um, smart device that if a school was closed, you had to hear about it on the radio. Yes, an actual radio with a dial. Or (laughs) um, it would be uh, on on the TV. So my hope would call for my school being called on the radio and I would just sit there and listen and listen and when I had a snow day whoo got chance to stay home (laughs) and watch my cartoons all day hope would call for um the things of my Amazon cart to go on discount and sale so I can buy it because that thing's been sitting in there for days months and weeks (laughs) and uh, those who do Amazon know what I'm talking about hope would call for well a good day when we wake up Hope would call for a good evening when we come home or at work. Hope would call for someone who cooked when we got home or that no one ate the leftovers. Uh, Maybe you're looking forward, your your mouth has been tasting and hoping that you can taste that chicken sandwich, you know, that, that chicken dish that whoever made last night and it tastes so good and maybe you forgot to bring it for lunch and you know, me, my favorite is a, a, a salad with some nice chicken breast in it or some salmon. So I would I would hope for that, especially after I went to the gym and I would come home for breakfast. I would saute some veggies or make a salad and put some nice salmon in there. Ooh, I would hope for that because I'm like, I hope I have some salmon in the fridge. <laughs> so my hope would call for some salmon in my freezer, which I always actually have. Um, hope can call for what else? Well... It can call for not having a pulled muscle when we go to the gym. How about that? I used to have knee pain for many years, but now I don't have knee pain. Thank God. Hope would call for your crush being at school or your favorite place. Hope would call for to make sure that the market, you know, in home buying has gone down and, you know, so you can buy a house. Hope would call for, you know, you to own land one day. And one of the biggest hopes that people have is to get rich, right? I would hope to get rich. I hope I win the lottery for those who play lottery. You know, hope I win a million dollars. I hope I make it. You know, or when I shoot my shot on my pitch this time, it goes through. Hope would call for the bus or the train to be on time. Or for the store to have your favorite snack. Or for this red light that I'm sitting at to turn green. Let's go. (laughs) So there's so many hopes that we have. There's so many or also expectations that we have in life. And that seems like a lot, but it really isn't. Those few things that I mentioned that we all go through in life is just a whiff 
of the surface things that we hope for. Our hope is a desire for a certain thing to happen, right? This is the Google definition. A plan that might fail. Well, the Google definition is a hope for a certain, is a, is a hope for our desire for a certain thing to happen. So a plan, right, that might fail. It's a wish that might not come true. It's a yearning that might not be fulfilled. So why hope if that's the case, if my wants and my dreams and my aspirations are just a roll of the die, then why am I hoping at all? If my plan might fail, if my wish might not come true, if what I'm yearning for may not be fulfilled, if I'm going to be disappointed with this hope, why hope at all? Well, my friends, because we're looking towards the wrong hope. There is a hope that is so sure we can bet our life on it. Yes, I'm telling you, the meaning of this hope is expected end. Ooh, yeah. What hope is this, blessed? You might be asking, and if not, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) So just picture this, right? If someone were to jump in water and have gone too deep, oh, uh uh-oh. I could swim in the shallow, but I can't swim in the deep. And they realize it and they start yelling, help, help, help. What could you do? To the listener, I'm asking you, what could you do? Well, if there was a boat nearby, you could row, but that takes too long. And surely if the person jumped in the pool, there's no boats. Like, there's no boats allowed. But the quickest and fastest way to save, deliver, and expect a good outcome is to throw out a rope. Did you know? rope the root is hope we're going somewhere yeah so beloves that is the root meaning of hope in the concordance which is the hebrew definition hope means future oh wow jeremiah 29 11 and if you do not know that scripture please look it up if you've never heard it before know that when you read that scripture pretending to hope and knowing the definition out of it, God is talking about you and your life. So what is the definition of hope according to the Bible, according to the concordance? Well, hope according to the concordance means cord. It means expectation. It means outcome. It means line. Like you throw out a line. The thing that I long for, expected, literally a cord as an attachment. That is the meaning. Literally a cord as an attachment. A rope, construct, absolute deliverance for future. Wow. I think that's so powerful. So you ask maybe, how can I get this hope, right? To have a hope or to hope in God is really different from a wishful hope. So with all these meanings, Psalm 42, 11 says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope. And we read it. So it's saying, put your expectation, the thing that you long for, your cord, your rope, literally a cord is an attachment. Put your deliverance, put your future in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Hmm. Also, Romans 15, 13, I pray that the God, that I pray that God, the source of hope, 
the source of hope, did you get that? Will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 38, 15. For in you, O Lord, I hope. You will hear, O Lord, my God. Or it can also say, for in you, O Lord, I have a rope. I have absolute. I have deliverance. I have literally a quarters and attachment. For in you, O Lord, there's expectation. For in you, O Lord, there's outcome. There's a line. There's a thing that I long for. There is a future. Wow. Oh, Lord, my God. (laughs) So how, you might be asking, can we get this heavenly divine hope, this sure end, this hope, this, this life, this saving hope? How can I be the hope? Well, I love my coach's mission statement. She says, I am the hope. You are the hope. We are the hope. She is um, Coach Rochelle T. Parks. You can look her up on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere. Just Google her. She's pretty awesome. And she, she shares and teaches how you can save your life and that of others just with hope, starting at hope. She even helped me change my life simply to teach me how to be the hope and being the hope in God, more importantly. She really is a natural representation of hope in the earth and It's like, you want to talk about a thick cord? She has these muscular (laughs) arms and, you know, she holds that, that she holds that line, that cord is an attachment and she anchors that, that line with hope, hope in God, knowing that she can shift and change people's lives while you're climbing up the rope and others are climbing up the rope. She's awesome. Once again, Rochelle T. Parks, look her up, take her free masterclass to see exactly what I'm talking about because she surely talks about another facet of hope which is so awesome. So again, hope begets hope, right? So how do we get out of this deep water that we've put ourselves in sometimes? How do we get out of the despair of our soul to live a better, livelier life? Well, first, start with faith. That hope in God, right? Remember that that expected end the thing that I long for in God that start with faith in that that gives us a tangible hope that has an expected end see the wishful hope is not tangible the thing that I yearn for that may not be fulfilled that's not tangible the thing that I wish for that I may not get that's not tangible the thing that I desire that might not even happen that may burst like a balloon that's not tangible So when you want hope, you want a tangible hope, something real, something you can bite, something you can sink your teeth in, as people say, something that you can touch, something that you can actually fathom. Some people do fathom hope, but it's a dream, it's a wish, it, it puffs, it's like smoke in the air. It can fade away. And some people hold on to this hope so much, just, just believing that this time this will be it and it may not be it. Those who do, and I'm not downing you at all if you do, but those who play the lottery often hope that the next time it'll be it. So I remember for uh, like my 20-somethingth birthday, my 26th birthday or something like that, a friend of mine had taken me to Atlantic City. It was my first time going. I was like, okay, what's all the hype about? Um... It's like this was my pre before Las Vegas, if I ever go, I don't know. (laughs) 
but I went and I had went with uh, roughly between me and my sister who had given me some money but I had like I just started with like 300 and something dollars because I knew that I was probably going to gamble I'm not again I don't know well I know what blackjack I don't know I know blackjack I know roulette I don't know poker I don't know any of that card shark stuff I don't know it I know I know a slot machine though I know how to pull a lever so <laughs> so back then and my first and last time gambling so I went to uh I don't even know because Atlantic City has a lot of casinos in uh, New Jersey but went to the casino and I think first I was like apprehensive like oh you know I don't really want to gamble and and I, I played the penny machine, you know, lost like some pennies or a dollar, I think. Like, ooh, not a big deal. Uh, put a dollar in another machine, was doing these slot machines. And some of these people were already sitting there for hours, right? For, for, for a long time. They didn't move. Like, that was their machine. Don't you dare touch it. And I, I played, I don't know what machine, what number machine. And I won a little something. And I was like, okay, okay. So... <laughs> I was playing and man, each time I pulled that lever, I hoped within my soul that I would get the 777 or the cherry, cherry, cherry or the whatever, 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 because I don't even know because I don't gamble. But I hoped I had this, this, this desire, this expect, and every time it would be like seven cherries. So every time it didn't line up that, that hope that I would puff up like a balloon when you blow a balloon, you know, poop it'll pop and I'm like okay we're gonna try it again and I would just have this this and that type of hope my friends is not the type of hope that we want the and and I, and I really don't want to relate a slot machine to God at all but just know just for example purposes you pull that lever on God you hope in God you hit jackpot every time why because it's an expected end God is assuring you, he's promising you, when you hope in me, beloved, when you put your hope in me, that thing that you long for, the thing that you desire, the thing that's unexpected, and Jeremiah 29, 11, again, for he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you, the plans, and as a matter of fact, I implore you to read Jeremiah, I think starting from five all the way down, if you read Jeremiah in the context, 29, like 29, five, I think, You'll understand why God said what he said. Go back. See why he had that hope for the people. See why he said some some say future, some say expected, and some say hope. I want you to go back and see for your personal life why God said that. Because the people at the time were definitely in a place of despair. The people were actually, his own people were held captive. He allowed them to be held captive. And he has such mercy and love for his people that he was like, hey, I see your dreams, like I, I see your thoughts, and I know that you guys are held captive in this land, and you know, I know that you know you guys have dreams of getting married and, and, and building a home and having children and starting a business. And as a matter of fact, those things that you desire is what I desire from you. You only desire these things because it's what I have already planned, pre-planned for you. So go ahead and build that house. Go ahead and have that baby. Go ahead and get married. Go ahead and start that business. That thing that you've been hoping for, that thing that just you can't shake, that expected and that you know if you just, again, with the, roll the die on this one, I'm, I'm going to make it. 
This this was this is a sure thing. And God knows what he's talking about when he tells us to have hope. So secondly, we can pray for the increase of our hope because it might be a sewing thread. Um, I know how to hand sew. I was just telling my mother the other day, how come you didn't teach me how to use the singer? <laughs> the singer is a machine uh, that you can use to make uh, clothes. It's just a big machine to sew clothes, if you don't know. Because uh, like my, my, my grandmother who passed away, she could make beautiful clothes. My mother, my sister. And I was like, I know I'm gifted in my hands, but that's the only thing. <laughs> so sewing thread, for those of us who may know, if you don't, if you've never seen sewing thread in real life, look at your clothes, like even right now. Look at a piece of clothing that you're wearing. Your shirt and your pants has sewing thread. And look how small that thread is. That that sewing thread, if that's your hope, no, nah, we're not doing that this time around. So pray for the increase of your hope. Because, again, it might be a sewing thread when God is giving you a four-inch thick braided rope. With your name inscribed on it. Ooh, how about that? I know nothing about sailing, <laughs> but I do know that sailors uh, use rope and they use pretty big ropes. Uh, I'm sure we've seen movies and shows where uh, somebody has to climb the rope in gym class or, you know, the, the hunky guy is trying to show off and he's going to climb the rope. Those ropes are pretty thick. What if that's the hope that God is giving you? What if that's your cord as an attachment to an expected end? What if that's the rope that God has given you to climb up to a better life, to a newer life, to a healthier life, to a new mind, to a new spirit, to an expected outcome, to the husband or the wife, to a, a good marriage or to get married or to that baby or to get that new job, to get uh, um, more, uh, just more in life, you know, good friends and, you know, better relationships and, you know, own that land and that thing that you that you want to get approved. What if that's the rope? What if that's the hope that God wants you to hold on to this time around to say, hey, this is sure. And I need you to climb up this rope. I need you to hold on to this. And at the other end, it's not empty. There is something on this end. So and it has your name on it and the rope has your name on it. I think that's so cool. So I'm just saying that for inspiration purposes. It's not scriptural. <laughs> but I'm just saying, what if that's what God wants to give you this time? And thirdly, walk in hope. So how do we walk in hope? Well, be the example. Live it, right? When your mind changes how you view the hope given, your speech changes. Hmm. Talk hopeful with an expected end in mind. Uh, I, I sh always share with my friends, you know, to speak hopeful because sometimes we're so conditioned as people, especially certain cultures of people. Sometimes we're so conditioned to speak negatively or speak of what we don't have, especially for those who know God. It's super important. Or even if you're getting to know God or want to know God, or even if you don't know God and you're listening, I want you to know. When you speak, never leave something negative open-ended. If you say, oh, uh, you know, let's just say money because everyone talks about that. If you say, oh, I don't have it today. Don't dare leave that, that open-ended. I don't have it today, but so get this hope, right? 
Walk in this hope. Live the hope. Be the hope. Change your speech. Change your mind. So you can think better thoughts. You can think higher thoughts, newer thoughts. So because you started with faith, you prayed for the increase of your hope. Now you can think it and live it. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. And in his heart. So you can say, I don't have it today, but I will have it soon. I will have it in the next few days. Because also out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it eat the fruit thereof. That's in the word as well. And all that is saying is your tongue is so much more powerful than you think or even know. So use your tongue to speak hope. Don't say, um, I don't know, for example, like, man, I'm always going to have this pain. You know, I'm always going to have this. I used to, Like I said, I had knee pain for 19 years. I'm always going to have this knee pain. Mm-mm. Well, then so be it, <laughs> because that's what I said. But. I just knew that something could be done. So if I say, ooh, my knee hurts today, uh, then I know that it's going to get better. So my children, uh, I have an older and a younger, and I trained them. I've I've trained them from, you know, since young, but I've always trained them. If you're not feeling well, don't ever let someone have you agree with that sickness. So I always teach them hope in the sense of if they're they could be hacking sniffling coughing snorting and someone's like oh you're sick you know I'm like just be like I'm getting better (laughs) that's all you have to say or you know I, I don't feel well right now but I'm getting better so you see what I'm saying they could just be like yeah man I don't feel good today oh man well then so be it but when you walk in hope live in hope when you think hopeful You could say, you know, I really don't feel good today. I'm kind of aching and I'm really tired and I really just want to go to bed. I want some tea. I want some some broth, some soup. But I'm sure that by tonight I'll feel better. I'm sure that by tomorrow I'll feel better. I will feel, you know, hey, can you pray for me at least? You know, for those who can pray or pray for yourself. Um, So that's how you do that. Number four and the last one. Know that you have a divine invitation to embrace salvation of God. For expectation of good or expectation of hope. And be joyful and confident of this expectation of eternal salvation. (laughs) So that kind of is self-explanatory. So just know, again, that you do have a divine invitation from God to embrace salvation of God. All that honestly just is hope. For expectation of good. God has an expectation. He has a plan. He knows the thoughts and it's good for your life. If you're not sure what your life holds, if you're not sure of this year, if you're not sure of what's going to happen, if you're not sure of your job or cutbacks or budget cuts or this or whatever is happening, the, to the smallest thing, God cares. Have hope in God because in him, there's an expected end. In him, there's an expectation of eternal salvation, this joy, this confidence of this expectations so beloveds know with great surety hope calls right but you must answer it to attain the great value of expectancy it has specifically for you the next time you feel in despair know that hope calls will you answer it i pray in jesus name the next call of hope you will answer it i did and my life changed and others around me And I know God wants the same for you. Answer the call. (laughs) 
so beloveds that's it for another episode of refining the fire come out like gold again make sure to describe to hear more of god's heart and the mind of christ until next time blessings bye